Hello and welcome back to the So It Is podcast. Brought to you by Lucy and Namia. So this week's episode is actually quite a serious one uh, compared to our last two episodes which were quite funny but I think it's a very necessary one and I think it's a very informative one and I really hope that you enjoy and listen in. So without further ado, um, this week's podcast is on Northern Ireland homelessness. Now this is a problem that we're not seeing as often these days because we're not out and about and we're not like walking around the streets and it's not a problem that's very in our face at the minute. Yeah, so with COVID, people are staying at home, so they're not on the streets, they're not seeing who's on the streets, and they're not seeing, like, that vivid homelessness, I suppose. And I, I think whenever you're not seeing it every day, and it's not a problem that presents itself straight to you and your perspective, it can be quite easy to ignore it, or sort of just not realise that it's there. But we're here to remind you that, yes, it is, and it's worse <laughs> than ever, to be honest. So, in 2019, there were 6,818 households presented as homeless in Northern Ireland. Out of this, 3,736 were vulnerable people, so that would be people with like disabilities, um, mental health issues, those sort of problems. There would be 1,934 dependent children, so that's homeless children in Northern Ireland in 2021, 249 pregnant people. 861 experiencing violence, so that would be your domestic abuse cases and other violence within the home, and 36 emergencies. That's a lot. That is that is shocking to me, especially the, the dependent children going homeless. Yeah. But a lot of the time, whenever a child reaches 18 and comes out of foster care, there's not a lot of um, help for them, so yeah. they automatically will become homeless. So out of this, 25% were single males, 36% were families... 17% were pensioner households, 5% couples, and 18% single females. So the overwhelming majority I'm is I'm sorry, families. that breaks my heart. Pensioner age? Pensioners. So yeah, people who's, because of the pension age, or the money, people like the state pension, it's going down, or it's just staying, it's not uh, rising with inflation rates. Therefore, they're not being able to afford, like... Their housing? Their housing. So yeah, 70% oh, more no. pensioner households going homeless. That's terrible. Imagine and if you, working if your you whole think life. that is bad, that's 2019, it gets even worse. Because um, over 11,000 Northern Ireland households presented as homeless in eight months last year, between April and December 2020. Now, it's too early to tell the whole impact on the COVID, COVID. Has had on homelessness yeah. as of yet, but that is quite astonishing as well. In a period of eight months, you've got almost double. What they, what they had in a year in 2019. And I suppose that's going to get worse because furlough mm. ends in April. Yeah. And we're still in lockdown till the 1st, so there's going to be a lot of redundancies. Exactly. So what is meant by homelessness? Because not all these people are actually living out on the pavement, on the street. So it can actually be defined as staying with friends or family, staying in a hostel, staying in a bed or breakfast, living in very overcrowded conditions, uh, at risk of violence if they stay in their homes, living in poor conditions that are damaging their health, living in a house that's unsuitable for them, or rough sleeping, which is what you traditionally think of homelessness. Yeah. So it's yeah. really just someone who does not have a stable place to stay. Stable place to live. And, and the means to provide that for themselves. Someone who doesn't have that. I, I suppose because whenever you think about homelessness, you're thinking about those people lying on the street, but actually there's people without homes who are like, you know crashing between people's houses and, and stuff you might you might be like oh yeah at least i have shelter could you imagine that was your life do you know what i mean but that's you placing your burden on maybe your friend who's gonna have to financially and support it's you not, too it's not a permanent solution like if you're applying for jobs quite often if that's not like your home then you can't you can't have like a address to yeah. put down on a form and you're not gonna have the means to apply for jobs it's just a very hard 
thing to be doing really yeah um it's a lot of pressure to put on friends and family if that's who you're seeking support from exactly quite often it does lead to sort of like family breakdown in relationships problems mm-hmm. um so in order to actually be accepted as a statutory homeless person you have to be you have to meet these tests tests so there is four tests to be homeless okay so the first one is eligibility um you're ineligible if you do not have the re- right to reside in the uk so that's like immigration and stuff is it yep so people who come over illegally yeah they right. they will um they don't have the right they don't have the right to be be like declared a homeless person yeah so these figures are people who actually have passed these tests who knows how many people have not passed these tests that's really important know? to note exactly. there's lots of people here hiding in places you know because they are scared and that's even that's even worse yeah so you can also it also says here or due to unacceptable behavior what's oh what's like that like if you've got a criminal record i don't know that's all it said and i couldn't find any more information unacceptable, unacceptable behavior. behavior that's the vagueness of people making these laws so that they can de- they can deem someone oh if they don't like what something's doing they can be like oh that's unacceptable behavior i'm going to think me ineligible to be- get a house maybe that means people who do like or have a record of substance abuse or something it probably means someone who's like involved in like paramilitaries or still like still involved in a life of crime yeah so i yeah. i don't I understand what that means but i don't completely understand what it means because this information is very too hard to find out about it's too vague yeah and i don't think anyone did any did you know that you had to do tests to be homeless i didn't know that yeah. no so there's an, the next test is called the homelessness test can you reasonably continue to live in your home makes sense that one sort of makes yeah sense. that yeah so they judge whether you can reasonably continue to live in their home but there have been instances of domestic abuse in the home and people have said no actually you're safe there but they're being like abused they're being abused usually women right yeah so if they don't see like clear indicators of abuse or proof of abuse sometimes they can say oh that's actually a safe place for you to live when mm-hmm. actually it's not and you've heard stories of that happening like yeah. in the news with women or even children who have had abuse in their family and have just had to live with it and haven't been able to get out of it yeah exactly um priority so they rank people who are more vulnerable or they said the presenter who would struggle more to cope as a homeless person what so if you if you present with like a disability or something and you would be perceived to struggle more with the whole aspect of homelessness then you would be ranked higher up the list therefore get housing quicker which right. makes sense as yeah, well yeah yeah makes sense i as understand well. that too um so intentionality test did the applicant do something or not do something that resulted in their homelessness right yeah i think that means sort of like did they do something on purpose or could they have had housing but they sort of didn't obey the rules of the house like as in uh like hostels and stuff did they oh like their renters kicked kicked them out like landlords or or does it mean like um you got fired from your job like you did something really terrible in your job and you got fired rather than being redundant no i think i think i think that doesn't mean anything to your job i think it means like did you break some rules that, that were placed whenever you were placed in housing? Did you break rules on purpose? Right. Or yeah. Stuff like that. Like okay. Taking, I see. Taking drugs or something when they're not allowed to take them in the in the shelter, you know. But I think the the reoccurring problem there is the fact that it's so vague. We are trying to make up what yeah, they mean by that. Exactly. Like I don't know. Like I don't really know. I guess the only people who who do know are the people who have actually went through these tests. I can't believe you have to do a test to be homeless. I know, it is mental. 
Okay, so I think um, what we're going to talk about now is some of the causes of homelessness. How does one become a homeless individual? So obviously people are going to think about not having enough money. Yeah. Um, But when you go into the actual root of that, the root of not having enough money is poverty. Yeah. That is people who don't have enough money um, to pay for the basics in life. So the basics of food and shelter and warmth. Mm -hmm. And because of that, they have to sacrifice their home. And they have nowhere to live then. So then I suppose that's where people ask for help from family. Yeah. And stay on the couch. Or they just don't have family. They don't have friends. And they're just... They're, they don't have anything. So they yeah. just have to resort to the streets. Um, and that's that's an institutional problem as well. Because that means that those people who are living in poverty aren't getting help from the government. There's not enough help for people like that to actually, you know, have the basic rights. And if yeah. you look at your human rights... Your human rights say that you're entitled to warmth, entitled to food, entitled like not to be tortured, entitled to all these things. Yeah. Yet these people who are living in poverty don't have any of those things. Yeah, I suppose it's the ideology of the Conservative Party that, right, um, you have to work hard to, to gain your money. But the thing is, these people aren't on a level playing field. These people don't have the opportunity to work hard because they can't have, they're not having yeah. their basic needs met. If you were starving, if you're literally starving in your house, would you really be going to apply to work in fucking Sainsbury's or something? Or would you be like trying to get food in the street? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. But even whenever you talk about like that institutional problem and the, you know, people who take benefits are scobes. Like mm-hmm. not everyone who takes a benefit is a scobe. It's because they aren't able to you know afford to pay for these things and that's that's one of the big causes of homelessness yeah. and it's unfair to think that people who don't work hard result in being homeless i don't think anyone wants to be homeless no I so think it's, it's a lot of issues yeah it's totally unfair to you know turn around and say something like that um one of the big ones at the minute as well is unemployment especially which is what a lot of, yeah especially because of covid a lot of people are experiencing redundancies furlough which is 80 percent of someone's pay you know people could be meeting yeah, people are going paycheck to paycheck they in no the regular long, they year. They can no longer afford their rent. Yeah, so 80% of someone's pay is cutting that rent price. Yeah. They might not be able to afford, you know, with the 80% pay. And some people, like, we're approaching a year now to furlough. That's not good enough. I know. Um, 80% of someone's pay. And then another one is lack of affordable housing. And oh, one of the big things... This this one. <laughs> one of the big things I have noticed, because I've been looking at housing um, recently, mm. lack of affordable housing. Housing has went up in price. Yeah. Houses that were originally, like, 60000 this time last year are now in the 100000 so, like, bracket. So the, these housing executives, right... They were actually on, on, under under obligation from the government and they're paid money from the government to provide social housing. So that's for people who would be homeless or couldn't otherwise afford a house. But what they're doing is they're capping the benefits of these same people so these people can't really afford to pay their rent anymore. And so these housing associations and private landlords are actually rather selling to people who aren't homeless. Especially the stigma surrounding homeless people. They don't want to give their houses to people who are homeless. Oh my god, that's really... Yeah. So there's no point, like that that whole system is totally fixed and well, is not yeah, working. But it, you have to see their perspective as well because a lot of the time um, people who are homeless develop mental health and substance abuse issues right. and that can lead to another problem in itself and that these houses are being used as essentially drug dens right, yeah. and stuff like that. Um, and that's these, the people are, these people are taking drugs so therefore like paramilitaries are coming and if they can't pay up their houses are getting wrecked yeah so it's smashed windows it is, it's a higher risk for them 
okay yeah they'd rather sell to a family yeah kind of yeah Um, but it's still it's still terrible and i think one of the other things that i noticed about covid was people who have mortgages got a break Mm-hmm. You could pause your mortgage and pay, you know, restart it yeah. whenever you maybe came off furlough or got back to your job. So there was that mortgage break. There wasn't a rent break. Yeah, and renters are the ones who have a lower income. You know, people are going, as I said, paycheck to paycheck. Those are the people who are renting. Those are the people who are struggling with money. Yeah. Those are the people who don't have enough to put a deposit down the house and have a mortgage. I have there was a ban on, res- on evictions for a while there. So you couldn't be evicted from your house. Right, okay. Um, But it is a temporary fix and I don't think it's going to last forever. And another thing is these people, the whole government basically is losing a lot of money for paying people furlough. You know, they have to spend a lot at the minute. So I can't see there being a high amount of money for like social issues like homelessness after this pandemic. No, I can't either. That would be the main focus. We'll go into some of the other issues as well. That's more like the lack of affordability and lack of money and employment sort of causes but some of the other ones that we've got here are more about um trauma and violence which is you know the domestic abuse victims so those are the people who are like struggling in their household because they're being um attacked or abused mentally physically and aren't able to get out and we've seen a huge rise in that and at the minute with covid huge rise i was gonna like this um, document from the government and says there's been a rise in domestic abuse cases and there's been a rise of people applying for homelessness as a result of domestic abuse because obviously they're spending more time in their homes people can't take it anymore and they're they're taking that as an opportunity to get out of that home because they just can't stay there anymore I feel really terrible for people who are experiencing stuff like that yeah because especially because they're, they're having to face violence every day or homelessness and the, the embarrassment and stigma of being declared homeless is is a big thing and having to go through four tests when you've already asked for help I and just, you're being domestically abused yeah, on the sideline it's, it's hard for people to speak out because a lot of the time especially women like especially back in the day these women's lives and their financial support was their husband therefore they leave they have nothing you know and then maybe have young children as well and which is even worse they don't dependence. want to leave and they don't want to make if there's no support out there then they're not going to want to leave and they're not going to make, want to make themselves and their children homeless you know? and i think that's the thing as well quite a lot of domestic abuse victims are like really well established people mm-hmm. so it's that embarrassment of having to apply to be homeless whenever you're you might come from like a middle class background exactly Do you know it's, it's going to be the same for everyone like some people people who would have never ever thought they would ever become homeless mm-hmm. starting to become homeless now yeah which is why this is such a big issue just at the minute okay so some of the other issues that relate to that cause um homelessness is serious illnesses and disabilities so that's people who maybe have gotten a horrible illness like cancer and have been removed from their job they're not able to participate properly into like their citizenship they're not getting a full wage anymore and they're classified as ill and that means that, you know, at the start, that's okay. But if you've got a really serious long-term illness, your job can't keep paying you f- a full-time wage. Your wage will drop. 
you will not get a foot you will get a sick pay and your sick pay is less especially whenever whenever it's long term and you know eventually you might find that you're not able to go back to work and that will have a significant strain on your income and how much you earn and also your disability allowance which is what you would be entitled to if you had a serious illness or if you do have a disability is actually a very small amount of money I, and it's going to get smaller I think it's or it's going to be yeah it's gotten so much worse and um, now you now you're just entitled to universal credit and the amount of money that you're given is not sufficient to the needs of someone who has a serious illness or disability because those um, needs of their illness has to come first. It's even worse in America because oh, America's awful. It's so twisted. They have to pay their health care, and it's all oh, the health care for cancer is crazy. So people are going to have to sell their homes in order to be able to do this. Like the families will have to do it. It's it's heartbreaking. Like oh, America is a nightmare. I have to say there are some charities like um, Cancer Research. Or I'm not even sure it's that one, but there are like support charities for whatever illness you have that will will help you through it and I don't think a lot of these sometimes you end up homeless but I think there is a lot of support especially if it's not if they don't perceive that as your fault because those sort of illnesses people usually don't perceive that as your fault but they associate blame onto ones like mental health issues and substance abuse yeah which is funny because they're both illnesses like substance abuse and mental health problems are also an illness they they a lot of people perceive that as someone's choice rather than a lifestyle choice and oh yeah well they're just a druggie but that's different from someone i suppose who's been through the justice system like the justice system so someone who's maybe Mm -hmm. committed a crime and hasn't been able to go back into work because their crime has stopped them from getting a job aye and then they'll just end up reoffending because they go to prison at least they've got a house that's a whole different issue but um i suppose one mistake shouldn't define the rest of your life but at the same time like there's i suppose a little bit more blame to put on someone from the justice system than there is from someone who has a mental health problem i think um the whole problems associated with homelessness are very varied and there's no one right answer to fix them all because i can understand both perspectives so substance abuse and um, mental health problems are obviously going to be another cause of homelessness because yeah. you know if you're if you have a mental health problem and you're not able to function to go to work every day or you have like crippling depression where you can't get out of bed yeah. that is going to affect your income and substance abuse problems if you're spending the small amount of money that you have to like cure an addiction yeah that's also going to affect the job affect what kind of money you have like that is also a problem you know so we're going to talk about more barriers to homeless people accessing safe housing because it's all very well. People say, oh, they can just go to a shelter. Like, why can't they just do this? But there's a lot of barriers people actually accessing these services. One of them was literally what Nanny was talking about. So that's like drug use and mental health problems. Many housing projects that people um, would be put on have certain requirements, such as abstinence from illicit drug use slash engagement and treatment programs. And for many of the street homeless drug users, compliance with this is unlikely. Because there's a cycle of addiction and homelessness. Often drugs and alcohol are used as coping mechanisms, but they also can be the cause, as you were saying before. So if someone has like a mental health issue, there's a huge association with drug use because they self-medicate to relieve themselves of the, their problems for a while. Yeah. Um, so why would homeless people want to get sober? So survival is more important. And to them, drugs and alcohol give temporary relief. And there is an essential as food and water to this person for survival. They feel like they can't survive their mental illness without this because they have been self-medicating with this. 
Additionally, they often have a strange relationship with their family and therefore they don't have a support bubble to help them through it. The environment also isn't helpful as there's many who have difficulty remaining sober because if you're homeless, you're going to be surrounded by like other homeless people and a lot of other homeless people will have the same problems as you. So if, if you look at anything to do with rehab, you will see like one of the main things is a strong social network of people to get you through it. If you're just going to say, oh, this person um, needs to be sober to access our services um, and they have to just be sober to do that, they're going to have a lot of temptation, especially in hostels and stuff, because a lot of people would be doing drugs there yeah, too. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? It's just not the right environment for them. This focus on abstinence rather than actually um, giving them like the, the best that they can do. It's like taking away the one thing that's helping them cope in a situation instead of getting them getting to the root of the problem. The root of the problem is not the drinking. The root of the problem generally, in most cases, is other things that are happening in their lives that they can't control, like yeah. the homelessness. Yeah, because like, no one chooses to be addicted to alcohol and no one chooses yeah. to be addicted to drugs. And a lot of the time it isn't them just using them recreationally. It's a lot of the time the person will have trauma in their lives and they'll have a, a bigger story than just being a drug or alcohol user. I have to be honest, if I was homeless and I had to sleep on the streets every day, I definitely would resort to alcohol. You get you warm at least, you Yeah, know? and I think that um, that's a very honest statement. You know, people will turn around and be like, oh, don't give them money because they're just going to spend it on alcohol. But I'm kind of like, fucking right, spend it on a it's, bottle it's, of vodka. Like, you need it. Before, it's a coping mechanism. Yeah. Um... So many people will actually choose not to engage in the help because they can't have yeah, their yeah. drink um, or, or drugs and have to be, they're expected to just give it up immediately. I think a more gradual approach would be handy, working with homeless person to work through their issues and gradually weaning them like off. Like rehab? There are programs like that for like heroin users where they use methadone instead, but a lot of them with alcohol and drugs, they just don't want them being used in the trip like at all. Yeah, so yeah. it is quite, it's just sort of like a hard rule. It's like going cold but turkey. But the thing is, they can't really, they can't really house someone who they know is taking drugs all the time. Because I think that's against the law. Do you know well, what I mean? Is. The law is sort of dodgy around that area. Mental illness, for many homeless people, um, as we said before, the self-medicate. Sadly, these people don't end up not receiving appropriate help as programs, right? Programs for homeless people and mental health do not accept drug users and programs for homeless people and drug users don't accept people with mental health problems. So you can't have segregated both? Pro- segregated programs. But but alcohol abuse is a mental health problem yep. and mental health problems relate to even... So they're completely connected <laughs> yeah. but the programs are separate. Yeah, some of them... Mo- as I said, most of them whenever I searched it up. If that I, is if so anyone's stupid. anyone's free to, free to correct me, go ahead. But this is what it said. And th- these rules and requirements are just... I would actually love to know who makes these laws because yeah. they're honestly the think that people in you know Stormont and the government are intelligent people and I think honestly they oh, are the thickest. You want to hear this law that I'm going to tell you about in a minute? It's oh. hilarious. <laughs> anyway, um, so a lot of the time they avoid hostels too because it's in- insecure accommodation so they might be told to leave after me. Why? And sometimes they're like, I don't want to face this disappointment anymore because yeah. they're like, they're promised things and they're not delivered things and so they just don't bother. They can be excluded for periods and they can be evicted without court actions, they can be evicted without notice or they can be sent elsewhere and be in a town where no one knows them. So yeah. you, could be, you could be a homeless here in Belfast and one day if they don't have capacity for you, right, you're up the dairy. Like you're not going to want to do that because you no. don't know anyone there. No. There's curfews and rules which some homeless people don't want to adhere to as well. So Why is there curfews and rules? So they don't get into trouble. 
I think they have to reduce the risk of to the staff and other homeless people there. So like violence yeah. and all and things happening late at night. But there has been, this is what happens, like there has been incidents where homeless people have been exploited, victimised and threatened while living in hostels, causing feelings of vulnerability, exposure and unease, especially with mental illness. If you have like something like schizophrenia, being around a lot of other people and you don't trust a lot of other people, you? you would just rather be by yourself out in the street. It's interesting too because I would love to know how people on the streets are accessing healthcare. Do you know what's very interesting? Sorry, this is nothing to do with you, what you just said. But... <laughs> Another point is they don't have any provision for dogs or animals. So someone who has a dog, uh, someone you see who have dogs, would, would have to give their dogs up. I actually see homeless people in Belfast all the time with dogs. Yes. Always. Do you remember the man we met? Yeah, he and he had chatted a dog, to us. And he said he didn't want to go to a hostel. Yeah, and he lived in like a little box. They don't accept the dogs. Right. Um, A lot of them don't accept the dogs. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot, a lot of other problems. Sometimes they just prefer. And to he was actually that that fellow that we talked to. Um, he was a veteran. Yeah. So he was he was an ex-soldier who had very severe mental health problems and wasn't able to go to work, and he didn't get any help for that, and that's why he said that he was on the streets. Yeah. So it just puts a little bit of perspective into it, I suppose. So this is what I said before. So private landlords and housing associations are routinely refusing to house homeless people nominated for empty social housing properties on grounds that welfare cuts made the poorest perspective tenants too much of a financial risk so the government's welfare cuts have made the poorest of the poor unable to access social housing that was that was designated for them to use so instead it's being given to other people like who, <laughs> What's can, the who, point? Can afford, who can afford to pay for a house what is the point you know? so there's little scrutiny of how housing associations fulfill their legal duties to help those experiencing homelessness so more scrutiny of those housing associations and more checks on that and private housing and landlords would actually help to actually get more houses for the homeless people. Because there, there are houses, there's houses out there that are empty, but yeah. they just don't want homeless people to use them. Um, so they can be rejected due to criminal history, which we were talking about before, high-risk behaviours that some people pose, dogs and animals, and lack of trust for authorities or have been let down before, so they don't trust the authorities I think they're like sometimes, especially if they get quite paranoid, they just. Don't, I was gonna say. Yeah, they wouldn't be. They yeah. wouldn't be very trusting of the authorities, and there is waiting list and vacancy issues. I would say probably these people have had bad run-ins with people of authority at times, which is why they don't have that trust. Do you know what? See, from what I've seen, I'm not a homeless person. I don't have the, all the answers for this. But what I've seen on sort of like the yeah, the experience media and stuff. It's a lot of times members of the public actually pose a threat rather than actual members of authority. But we'll talk about that. Um, yeah, because we're supposed to this mistreatment. We've already um, talked a lot about the COVID impact throughout, but there are some specific things due to COVID that's changing the way um, homelessness is dealt with. I suppose exactly. You hit it in one there, Nadia. <laughs> so um, there's been an increase in loneliness, isolation, and mental health issues. Yeah, I can see that. You can just you can just understand that. Actually, even our poll the other day said that ninety percent of you felt lonely or isolated throughout COVID. So if you feel like that, you can imagine how someone struggling so, with money. Yeah, could. vulnerable people too. Yeah. Um, so they've had to adapt their services to social distancing, which means a lot of the soup kitchens and a lot of the provision people who oh, went like out in the streets. Banks. Yeah, a lot of that people relied on. Um, have had to cease operations for a bit, and also. Cashless society, paying by card, all people haven't been given out as much money to homeless people as they usually would. Yeah. Um. So that's obviously had an impact. Uh, they did have this everyone in policy, utilising hotels and putting homeless people in hotels for a while, but this disbanded quietly after a few months. 
Right. So it was, it was. So it started off well, and now it's kind of fizzled out. It fizzled out like after like a few months, isn't it? It fizzled out like June last year. The thing that makes me so angry about that is the fact that hotels are closed. They're shut. They're not allowed to be used. Um, they could have people in there. It was because there were there were like, wrecking the hotels. Really? Yeah. Even still, do you know, know what I mean? I know. Have have police people on guard, and if you're gonna mess about, then get thrown out. But don't ruin it for everyone. Exactly, like there is a higher instance of crime and misdemeanors in homeless people, but it's not every homeless person. And with appropriate help, I believe that a lot of these homeless people wouldn't resort to a life of crime if they were guaranteed stable housing and there were stability. Do you know what? If they're given things, they become grateful for them, and they won't want to destroy their own things. Yeah, you know. But if they're given things temporarily, they're like, oh, "All right, this is gonna be a laugh," and then they just. You know, I, I, I know that, what you mean. You sort of understand that mindset. So that's been disbanded quietly. We didn't hear much about that. So yeah, there was a go- positive government-led policy, so a pause in evictions and a temporary uplift in local local housing allowance. But there are concerns about the temporary nature of this. And well, I, we were talking. Yeah, yeah, we were talking about that earlier. And the thing that came to my head was right. Okay, these landlords have been taking away the power to evict people who can't afford to pay. But mm. once that is lifted, will they just? evict them and invite someone else to come in do you know like you just don't know so for the last segment of this episode we're going to talk about how members of the public us we treat homeless people and sort of suggest how we can improve this you know yeah because one of the root issues is the perception that people have about homeless people and Maybe this ep- maybe this um, podcast episode will help you like think of them with a bit more kindness in the yeah. future. I don't know. I'm not saying you don't already, you know, like maybe these are wonderful, but I just think with a lot of people from this research, yeah. where do you hear this? And <laughs> a lot of people don't treat them quite nicely. So obviously there's the mistrust of the homeless, so donations maybe be misused. It's a common conception. But if you compare that to like student culture and student loans, and it's not the same thing. What does the majority of students spend their um, loans on? Well, I know me and you. So we're fine with giving students grants to spend on drinking, but we're not okay to give a homeless person 20 quid for a bottle of vodka to get them through the night. It's just the perception of the homeless. But it's okay because we're getting an experience. I and the homeless people... More necessary for them than it is for for us. It is, yeah. Because it's their. If you think about it, like medicine, it's the way they medicate themselves. It know? is, yeah. And I would need it too if I was sleeping they, in the cold in the winter. It's to make themselves the numb to the elements, and it's to make themselves numb to that feeling of absolute depression inside that you must have if you have been a victim of homelessness. Yeah, and plus alcohol helps you sleep. I know. So if you want to get through a really cold night, just yeah. neck a bottle of vodka, and that's you. You out for the count. So there's been some instances of public people, um, actually, members of the public, sorry, um, mistreating homeless people. So a Cambridge student burnt a 20-point note in front of a homeless person. That's terrible. Like, a 20-point note? Yeah. Cambridge, of course it. it's fucking Cambridge. I like, was one of them wee students just... Stuck up universities. No offence to anyone who's went to Cambridge, but yeah. Yeah, they burnt <laughs> it in front of a homeless person just to show off that they were in a better position than them in life. That's so terrible. Another thing is anti-homeless architecture so sometimes businesses would make benches in a weird shape so that homeless people can't actually lie down on them to sleep oh like those yeah. wiggly ones yeah god seen, like, i never noticed that actually yeah. but that's interesting obviously you're talking there about the funny shaped um park benches and stuff 
I was thinking about this you know the canopies that they have over restaurants they're like temporary they put them up whenever you're eating so that you don't get rained on yeah the wee shelter bits yeah and they're temporary but they put them up every single day I think that defeats the purpose if you wanted something to shelter over people outside then you could just have an official shelter like an actual shelter that would stay there permanently is that to stop people from sleeping underneath their shop during the night maybe do you know you know what could be because you always see people um trying to hide into like shop doors and stuff yeah. just because it's that tiny that's little bit that of protection that's find dead in the ones room beside new look across from new look God, where that's terrible. Um, it's like 2016 it was on the news so another thing um is videoing charity i hate when people do this so when people give something to the homeless person but they film themselves doing it oh i hate that too Ugh. and it's like they want recognition for being good but really they've only helped one person i know and that homeless person probably scundered you know yeah. what i mean it's just it's just not nice for anyone it's just and think of the money they got from making the video and the likes that they got either ex- actually exploiting the most yeah. vulnerable people in society is that really doing a good thing i don't think so unless you're sharing part of your profits with the homeless person rather than that telling yeah. you want to give them yeah i don't think so sis so in regards to violence, um, most people are 17 times more likely to have been a victim of violence and 15 more times more likely to receive verbal abuse. So 8 out of 10 rough sleepers have reported being victims of crime to include vandalism, intimidations, being hit, kicked, urinated on Ew. and set on fire. What the fuck? Yeah. Are you joking? Set on fire. I'm not joking. In Glasgow, 52-year-old Graham Moffat was sentenced to jail for six and a half years for attempted murder of a homeless man by torching his sleeping bag. And Mr. Graham, the lovely, lovely guy, claims that he has no memory of it because he was drunk and he shouldn't be. Are you serious? Yes. Oh my God. Um, That's terrible. I know. 120 rough sleepers have been sexually assaulted while homeless. Oh dear God. Especially women. And the majority of the abuse was by the public and in more than half of the instances the victim didn't report to the police as they expected no action to be taken because they're a homeless person and they're in a position of utter vulnerability. Yeah, that's awful. They're just like, who's going to believe us? The streets are so scary to like a girl on her own. I mean, they're scary to men too, but I think specifically as a girl, I'd be quite scared to walk through a city on my own at night time. Exactly, like if you are like a bad person who's going to assault a woman or assault a man... Can you imagine like drunk people it's coming just, out of a club? It's that. It's that. Walking that past a girl, and they just, yeah. just end up like You could see. You could see that the clear as day, and it makes me feel a bit sick. The easiest targets for the worst members of society, and you know, it's just it is scary for them. Heart goes out to them, like in That's hostels terrible. as well, because if you're a young woman sitting in the hostel, it's sometimes on your own. Dodgy characters about, you know. This is like something that's mental to me. In Northern Ireland, there are laws that criminalise homelessness. What? 45 people have been convicted in Northern Ireland courts since 2015 using the Vagrancy Act, which was made in 1824. 1824? 1824 related to begging and rough sleeping. So this was made in 1824 to try and get destitute soldiers off the streets. So it's like, thou shall not sleep nor on no public place. That's literally how it's worded. <laughs> and 45 people since 2015 have been convicted in Northern Ireland courts Against for, that law. for rough sleeping or begging on the streets. 
Jesus Christ. And that, that same power gives them the ability to... Do you ever get people who like cleanups and they move them along and throw their, their tents and all in the bin? I was reading in some place in England that sometimes they take away their property and charge them a fee to get back. So they take away their tent and they're like, you need to give me money to get this back. One place is £25. To get your tent back? Yeah, via this law. Oh my God, Charging that is... Charging a homeless is... person £25 to get their tent back whenever whenever you have to pass these tests to become homeless. And if you don't pass these tests, you can't receive housing, so you go and sleep in the street. That's illegal too. You can be fined up to £1,000. And that law is from 1824? 1824, and it hasn't been changed. That is, that is so stupid. It's not even that it hasn't been changed. It's the police officers and the courts have convicted 45 people. Since since 2015, forty-five people. Guil- I am sorry, but that is sick. That, so since 2015, forty-five people have been convicted of a law that was created in 1824. Yes, and fined up to a thousand pound. Yes, and if they take their tent off them as rubbish to put away, they will charge them twenty-five pound to buy it back again. In some countries, the price will vary. But <laughs> do you realise how stupid that is? They yes, are they are taking their property off them yeah. and saying you're not allowed to have that here but here if you give me 25 quid i'll give you back it's exploiting the most vulnerable member the most vulnerable members of society it's it's shocking and horrible and it's it's something that only long from the alliance party actually brought up so hopefully like that was like a week ago she brought it up so hopefully this will change soon it happens in england as well it's still it's still there well since the figures have doubled since covid there's going to be so many so many more people affected mm-hmm. by this so that law 100 percent has now, to change i'm not saying a lot of police officers will go out of the way to do this because a lot of them won't but yeah. it's it's, 40, it's about 45 people have been convicted now yeah. they probably only do it in circumstances where like the homeless person's maybe being a bit a bit like yeah but you know what i mean like that's not ch- charges of assault that's not charges of public indecency that's not charges of public drunkenness that's for simply sleeping on the street something that they've had to do because this country cannot provide them with housing that is so there I'm, should not be a law against that i swear it actually makes me really it actually makes me really emotional when i talk about it how could you do that but anyway, um, leaving it on a light note after that absolute abomination by our Northern Ireland executive that we are so proud of, we're going to leave you on a more positive note with some homeless organisations and charities that you can show your support to who are doing still continuously doing good work during this pandemic. And we're also going to post these on our Instagram page too. So um, yeah. wanna, don't want to write them down. Um, check our Instagram page. And so it is podcast. Yes, and we are going to make our own donations as well. Yeah. Um, on behalf of this you'll be able to find episode. them on there yeah so um please if you if you like our podcasts or if you feel just as passionately as we do yes like just please please show your support so the first one is homeless street cafes it's a group i follow and they're they seem to be like a bunch of lovely people they actually operate in grafton street in dublin so it's a wee bit further away and um, it's a group of volunteers and they give them food toiletries clothes and friendship to the homelessness and you see them on their facebook page and they, they go on the chat and they have relationships with these people and they are able to post about like their deaths which you wouldn't know otherwise see in the news do you know what see now that you're saying that and yeah. this is just an extra bit to add in you know that when you said like they give them like a, like toiletries and stuff yeah if you think about all the women who can't afford to buy like sanitary products yeah. and the fact that all the public toilets are closed at the minute because of covid That's the thing, sanitary problems. think think of the position that those women are put in yeah you know so they're doing a really good job yeah Musicians Against Homelessness. 
So this is like, I've seen these because they played at Filthies and they put on gigs and festivals in the UK and you can attend or you can play at one of them if you're a musician. Oh, um, that's so nice. They have a wee Facebook page as well. And the Simon community in Northern Ireland is that's the Belfast. biggest. Yeah. Yeah, it's the biggest um, organisation, I think. It has got nine homeless support services, 25 accommodation and shelter projects and 636 marginalised people are supported daily. Good, yeah, that's a good one. And homelessness Belfast for more local. Um, so if you see a homeless person rough sleeping in Belfast, they encourage you to ring them, okay. and they will go out and offer their services to them. So their oh. number is on their website, and they also have a link on their website to donate money. Yeah, but we'll give you more instructions on how to do that for each of these charities down below. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast. It actually is one of the podcasts that actually touch, like touches my heart. And I'm, yeah, sorry if I sound really angry or something. Some of this because it just it does make me really angry. It's important. It is important that we know this, especially because it's not something that we're being faced with. Yeah, or shown. It's dead I, was, I was talking to my dad about this, and it was just like he was just like doing it all, but you don't really see homeless people in Northern Ireland. And it just, it just made you think, I'm like, do you know? Then I looked up and I was like, look at the statistics. Like, These, no, know, we're one of the worst cities in the UK. I know, well, we've got a quarter of the deaths of the UK. Yeah, no, do we're you know? one of the, the worst um, homeless cities I don't know UK. if I mentioned this previously, but... Yeah. yeah. Um, but anyway, leaving it on a positive note, you've got all the information about the charities. We're going to leave that out. Um, thank you so much for listening. Yeah, thank and you. Join in for our next episode next See week. See you next week. Bye. Bye.